Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Welcome to Miracle Internet Church. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and all of you are here. Praise the Lord. We thank the Lord for each one of you. I particularly want to thank those of you who come up beforehand and pray for the broadcast. We want to thank you for that. Um, I have an announcement from Blog Talk Radio. They say they are aware of issues connecting to and running live broadcasts. And their engineers are hard working on a resolution to it. So we want to thank the Lord for that. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity to meet together in your name. The Bible says that where two or three of us are gathered together in your name, there you are in our midst. So we welcome you. We honor you. And we place you above all. We thank you, Lord, that you're our leader, you're our Lord, you're our commander-in-chief, you're our governor, you are the bishop of our souls, and that you lead your sheep in paths of righteousness for your namesake. We thank you, Lord, that as we are learning from the word that you are giving us, Father, we're beginning to grow and to see and to understand and to develop in the ways of God. We thank you, Lord, that we've had a successful year, and we're looking forward to all the successes that you have ahead of us, Lord. We know, Lord, that you're building the ministry according to your will and according to your way, and that you are holding each member in your hands, Lord. We're precious to you, and your eyes are forever upon us. We thank you, Lord, for calling us to your side to do things that you have equipped us to do, things that you called us to do, what you called us to be as a ministry and as members. And we thank you, Lord, for the graces upon our lives. We give you praise. We give you glory. And we give you honor, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you. You know, God is so good to us here. We have miracles all the time. People are getting breakthroughs. They're getting deliverances. They're getting healing. And there's no reason for you not to get yours too. Amen? There's no reason for you not to get yours too. So don't just sit there thinking, well, everybody else can... Is they, they're going to get, they know you're going to get yours too. You just have to do what you got to do. Whatever God says for you to do, that's what you need to do. There are people who are, uh, I guess we would call it in the crucible of God. God's working on their attitudes because they got some attitudes that just don't work with him. Amen. And so God is changing us. We can't, you can't stay the same all the time and be with God. If you want to be with God, you're going to have to grow and change. It's mandatory. He requires it. Amen? So if you want a life with Jesus, expect change and growth continually. 
because we are going to be made into his image. We're going to look like Jesus when he finishes. Amen? We will not be standing before the Lord ashamed. Amen. And for that, I am truly grateful. We will not be standing before the Lord ashamed. Not if we've applied the word that he's giving to us. Not if we fully participated in every aspect of the ministry, in the chat room, in the global prayer room, all the activities that we have. If we truly put our hearts into it, God's going to bring us through things. It's part of his reward system for those who actually obey him. Amen? Amen. So, I'm thankful to the Lord for a group of saints that really do want Jesus. They're not here for um, whatever it is that other people show up for. You're here for Jesus, and that's what matters most. Amen? And a special welcome to all of our first-time listeners. We are a Christian, international, non-denominational, Protestant, loving church founded in the love of Jesus Christ. Amen? And we've been here on the Internet for over 12 years now, loving God's people, setting the captive free, ministering miracles, whatever it takes, preaching the word of God. We have integrity in this ministry. We have truth. And we have the power of God. Amen? Amen. So I just thank the Lord for all who continue to stand with us. And I particularly want to thank again those who come up and pray beforehand for the services. It's very important, it's essential, and it it makes for a better service. Amen? And for those of you who are just joining us for the first time, we encourage you to join with us in our chat room. And our chat room is located on our webpage. Our webpage is MiracleInternetChurch.com. MiracleInternetChurch.com. And when the page comes up in your uh, in your on your laptop or on your tablet, across the banner you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Please do click that link. Amen. And when the page changes, um, click Guest. When it changes again, sign in using one of the names that's on your birth certificate and your greeting for the saints, and the saints will respond to you with love, amen, and acceptance. So we encourage you to do that if you happen to be on a cell phone, regardless if it's Android or other. Uh, you may use your browser to find MiracleInternetChurch.com when the page comes up. Across the banner, across the top, you'll see three white lines against a black background. Click those three white lines, and it opens up the other links before you. And you may choose MIC Radio Chat and sign in in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. We are on the air every Wednesday and every Friday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States of America and whatever time that happens to be wherever you are. Amen. We are also here on Sundays at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the U.S. Um, 
and whatever time that happens to be in the time zone you're in. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I want to thank everybody from all over the world coming together, uh, believing for one another, standing in faith for one another. God will bring us through. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, Brother Sam, I haven't heard from you in a while, so pastor's looking to hear from you real soon. Thank you, sir. So, Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keeps our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. When you heal us, Lord, you heal all of us. Heavenly Father, through faith in your name and your word, we will be strong. As we pray, Lord, we receive the perfect soundness of mind and body that you have for us. In Christ Jesus, you have provided a way for us to be completely free from all depression, anxiety, guilt, worry, and what the world refers to as mental disorders. We bind those spirits in the name of Jesus Christ. We command them to leave us now in Jesus' name. You're not welcome here. We don't make room for depression or oppression or anxiety or guilt or worry or stress or any of those devils. So we take authority, dominion, and power over you from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. We command you to get up and out. You're bound in Jesus' name. You have to leave. Deep breath and cough. Indeed, Lord, your truth makes us free. You've not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound and healthy mind. Thank you for your promise of healing which we receive by faith. Father, we believe you are healing our mind and binding up our wounds. Father, we bless you, for you are the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercy and the God of all comfort. We receive your comfort and your truth. We will not fear nor be dismayed because we know that you are with us. You are our God, and even as we pray, you are strengthening us. Thank you for helping us and upholding us with the right hand of your righteousness. You are very present help to us. We cast all of our burdens upon you, Father, and we know that you will sustain us. Through faith in your word, we will joyously proclaim, we have the mind of Christ. Amen? Amen. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we take authority, dominion, and power over forgetfulness. And it's a special forgetfulness, Father, not just your usual, I can't find the keys. This settled in during the COVID uh, period, and it has lingered consistently. It's consistently lingered after COVID has gone away, as far away as it has gone. So, Father, all the after effects of COVID. Father, 
ringe de re brusha la radio sola la radio kur kaha yarke la 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 yo sundre brishe ringe de re brusha la radio suta roko roko hore rike de re brusha la radio anda da bruka baba baba bruka kia ri de re brusha da radio kurra rike da sanda ringe de re brusha la radio sota da bre kier shela la radio sa runda da bre de risa la radio sundre bre ke se la radio sola la raka kurru kon de brusha la radio sola radio ke me 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 Roca de Abrisha Edia, Rica de Abrisha Edio Sula Edio Sula Edio Sula Edi, Roca de Abrisha Edio Sula Edio Sula Edio Sura, Riz de Abrisha Edia Curricisa, Irrigisa de Abrosa Edia Chiara, Yarco Edia Sita, Abroca Baba Baba Riccia, Rela Radio Sundremene, Chatana Marosa Edia Sata Abroca de Rica de Abrisha Chi, Aha, in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you that every spirit that was left over from COVID, we bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. We command it to come up and out of the saints right now in the name of Jesus. Come up and out of the saints right now. Deep breath and cough. You know what to do. Deep breath and cough. Every spirit that's left over from COVID. And, Father, we ask you to release healing in our minds, places where uh, we were connected in thoughts before, but the connection is not there the way it once was. Memories and recall of everyday, ordinary things that we knew so well. We take authority, dominion, and power over those spirits that came to attack. It was an attack, Lord. It's an attack that went all over the world, and it has attacked people all over the world. And we are not special. We are very much a part of our culture in that matter. And it challenged, Lord, our our immune system, and it placed an additional stressor on everybody, Father, even babies in the womb. So we take authority, dominion, and power over those stressors that were applied during that particular season and even now in Jesus' name. We bind them. We command them to come up and out in the name of Jesus Christ, all the stressors from COVID that COVID brought. Come on out, take a deep breath and cough that out now in the name of Jesus. We want to thank you, Lord, for your grace is sufficient for us. We thank you for releasing your angels, Lord. Some of us have found that our patience runs out sooner. Ruka ba rushula radio suda radia ki rela radio sundere brecha da brecha de radio sula radia sula rike de gibrushe kisa ba 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 roko hore rike de gibrushe la radia. Some of us having sleep disturbances. Rike de gibrushe la radio su rugundo brecha. Rike de lack of energy. Ruka de gibrushe la radio sula radia kai. Rike de gibrushe inability to focus. Rike rusuta. Rumba ba 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 ruka de brisha la de diosula de diosura rinda da broca de risa da brica de diosula da ria recatera loss of interest in hobbies or things we used to do crafts and whatnot recatera da brisha de decreased motivation roca de brisha and impetus to do things that we used to jump right into Lord we feel a disconnectedness with society
But, Lord, your word declares that you will revive us, that you will revive us. We have a promise in your word, Lord, that you will revive us. You will heal us. You will restore us. You will avenge us. There will be retribution for what has happened to people all over the world, Father. And we thank you for your your steady promises to us, Lord, that you are the Lord our God who heals us, and by the stripes of Jesus Christ, we have been healed. So we take authority over our memory recall in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over our our memory recall, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for encouraging us to lean heavily upon you in this matter as we heal, Father. Some of us uh, may need to have a little additional supplementation, you know, Father, because it, 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 was a, it was an extended period of time. Thank you, Lord. It was an extended period of time that our immune systems were being attacked. So we thank you, Father, for healing our immune systems. In Jesus' name, we want to thank you for restored energy and vitality. We want to thank you, Lord, for a quick mind, for having a quick mind in the name of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over dullness of mind in the name of Jesus. We bind those devils. That entire horde of demons that attacks the mental facility, faculties. We take authority, dominion, and power, and we bind you in Jesus' name. Come out of God's people. We take authority over the ill effects of stress, mental stress in Jesus' name, physical stress in Jesus' name. Come up and out of God's people. You can't continue to bother us. Muscle strength, muscle strength. Isha, even, Father, for getting things that we did like about five minutes ago. So we thank you, Lord, for complete restoration in this area of our lives in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that we'll remember those things that are pertinent. And foolish and nonsensical uh, thoughts will be banished in Jesus' name. We want to thank you, Lord. We take full possession of the sound mind that you have given us in Jesus' name. We claim it and we take hold of it, Father, in Jesus' name. We bind all anxiety, all stress, all worry, all temptation to become stress over any event in Jesus' name. There is nothing, Lord, that is coming into our lives that you don't already know about and that you're not well prepared to help us through. So we thank you, Lord, for us learning to depend on you all the more. Hey, hallelujah, in Jesus' name. And to trust you in these areas as our healing comes forth in Jesus' name. We give you praise. We plead the blood of Jesus into our brains and into our minds. We plead the blood of Jesus into our brains and into our minds. 
We pray Sharula Ladiasa. We're saturating our brains and our minds with the blood of Jesus. With the blood of Jesus. We bind all forms of fear and paranoia in the name of Jesus. All fear and paranoia is bound. All isolation spirits are bound in the name of Jesus Christ. We are social creatures. We're not afraid to go out and interact with people in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for total restoration in every area of our lives. All that COVID and that experience took from us, Father, we thank you that every curse you turn into a blessing for us, Lord. We ask you to restore not only to the level where we were when COVID attacked everyone, but take us exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. We thank you and we give you praise. We come in agreement with this prayer. We thank you for the answers and solutions that you will flood our lives with, Father. In Jesus' name, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor, Father, in Jesus' holy name. And everybody said amen. Amen. You know, I'm finding out that a lot of people um, are going through symptoms that they didn't have before COVID, and they never actually got COVID. But they're still going through uh, seeming after effects. But you know they are saying, and as we've been praying, about uh, people that were injected shedding upon us. And I suppose with the shedding, it's bringing some problems. So I want to thank the Lord for uh, saving us, for delivering us, for healing us, and for putting us back together. Amen? Amen. We're the army of God. We're God's people. So we know that the Lord will take care of it. And saints, whatever the Lord tells you to do, you do that. If he tells you to get some more rest, then that's what you need to do. If he tells you to take some more vitamin C, then that's what you need to do. You need to be prompt to obey the Lord. Amen? You need to listen for his voice, and you need to do whatever he prompts you to do. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We just want to thank the Lord for his goodness and mercy. Amen. Amen. And for those of you that have to buy a new phone, try not to buy a 5G phone. And try not to buy an Apple device. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, um, Steve Jobs would not allow his children to own a, a, a cell phone. Amen. He would not allow his children to own one or use one. Now, that ought to tell you something. That ought to tell you something. Because if you notice, people's minds have changed since they started using cell phones. People's minds have been altered through the use of cellular phone devices. People's order of thinking has changed. 
they used to have more linear thought than they have now. And now it's like they have this hodgepodge, can't put together. It's like a puzzle where the pieces don't come together. They don't seem to have consolidated thought anymore. And you have to try to interact and communicate and deal with these people, and they can't get from point A to point B. You're in the conversation with them, and you're moving from point A to point B, and they can't seem to follow. They they have a diversion in their mind. And so when you're trying to tell them that someone has passed away, they're still telling you that they're going to mail you something and have the person sign it and all that kind of stuff, and you're steadily saying to them that the person is no longer on the planet. Their remains are in the cemetery. And that's what you're dealing with. So when you call on the phone and you try to conduct business, you're talking with people whose minds are not well. And that's just the truth. And if you haven't run into it, keep breathing, you will. And if you say anything uh, and you disagree, then they think you're being hostile. No, you're not being hostile. You're just saying you disagree. And they think you're supposed to agree with them every day and say everything they want you to say. Well, I'm not a pre-programmed AI robot. I have a mind. I can think. I can articulate well enough. And I'm very direct, straightforward, and to the point so you understand. I'm not obtrusive in any way. I'm not obtuse in any way. I get right to the point. So it's kind of hard to miss what I'm saying. Amen? But um, these people like to live off of catchphrases, and they assume that the whole rest of the world does that, but that's not the truth. Amen? That's simply not the truth. They like to use all alphabets without saying what the alphabets mean, so, you know, that's how they're behaving. And you have to adjust and adapt to work with them because they know they're right, okay? You're just some some um archaic person they they have to be right so that's the way people are now and i do not believe they're going to get any better anytime soon because now uh you have uh parents and grandparents with the uh the baby at the table in the restaurant what do they do they don't interact with the baby everybody no they give the baby the cell phone and say, here. So now what is that doing to that baby's mind? The Everywhere you go, it doesn't matter where you are, whether you're at a restaurant or you're someplace else, they're forever handing the baby some electronic device, and usually it's a cell phone, and that's supposed to be uh, what keeps you quiet. Well, before cell phones came around, mothers and fathers and aunties and uncles and cousins and everybody entertained the baby. Amen? And so now they're giving the baby the cell phone. They're giving the kid the cell phone. The kid never gets to hear about Jesus in church uh, because they've got this electronic game going instead of listening and receiving the word. And that's a shame because they're not going to have much mind when they grow up. Their minds are already being programmed. And if you say anything to the mother, 
she looks at you like you're crazy. Amen. Amen. So children are getting less interaction from their parents because their parents don't want to grow up and realize the responsibility that children are. No, because the parents I've observed recently, they don't want to grow up. They want to be the child themselves. So they're competing with the baby to be the baby. And that's just ridiculous. Amen? That's just ridiculous. So if you're hosting Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever, please encourage them to put their cell phones aside. They'll look at you like you're crazy, but I would not serve dinner until they did it. That's your house. Your your rules are the rules. It's your house. When they come to your house to eat, your rules are the rules. And the reason you get together is so you all can talk and interface and exchange and have community. It's not so you can play with the cell phone and, and do the thumbs all the time. Your your nieces and nephews don't get to know you, and you can't get to know them because they're at the table when they should be interacting with their family playing with the cell phone. The cell phone is not a member of the family, and it's not supposed to be. Amen? Praise God. So I'll try to get off my soapbox about that. You know, my mother did not like cell phones at all. And I didn't, you know, I only used it when I needed to talk to somebody on the phone because they're no longer um they're no longer phone booths anywhere. So you got to have one someplace hanging around even if it's in the trunk of the car, you know, in case something happens. But um I'm um I worked in a in a, a a position when I was in the world while I was on the phone all day long. And so when I left that position, I'd had about enough of talking on the phone all day long. But these people feel like they have to know the latest anything and nothing. I mean, it's not even really newsworthy of, of attention, but they've got to be doing that the whole time. And they become addicted to technology. And they're willing to spend money they don't have on it. So all we can do is pray that the Lord will intervene and break their addiction in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So don't give the baby the phone. Talk to the baby. Teach the baby how to talk, okay? (laughs) Teach the baby how to do things. (laughs) But don't give the baby the cell phone. That's not God. Where did I leave off, Lord? Okay. Amen. Don't give the baby the cell phone. Amen. So, and when they throw their tantrums, you know how to handle that. People have been handling tantrums for a long time. This isn't the first generation to throw tantrums. (laughs) They fall out on the floor and just make sure the cat doesn't sit on their face. That's all. <laughs> Just leave them right down there having their, their tantrum. <clears throat> Amen. Leave them right down there screaming and hollering 
And after a while, they'll have to be quiet because nobody's going to pay any attention. Everybody else is going to eat. <laughs> that's that's what's going to happen. Amen. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the armor of God. We thank you that our loins are gored about with the spirit of truth. Amen. That we have on the breastplate of righteousness, that our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We take the shield of faith so that we'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. We're wearing the helmet of salvation, and we have taken the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. We're covered in the blood of Jesus. We're the head and not the tail. No weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper, and every tongue that rises against us in judgment, we condemn it now. We thank you, Father, for your word living in us. We thank you that you are our shepherd and we shall not want, and that you supplied all of our needs according to your riches and glory. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Thank you for your strength. We cast all of our cares upon you, Lord, because we know that you care for us. So we cast down all imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. We thank you for divine health, Lord. We thank you for divine health. We thank you that you have provided for us, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. We thank you, Lord. Amen. And, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, and all his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, decisions, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous in Jesus' name. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name, and we bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his wicked powers. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Mm. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I appreciate your help, Lord. Thank you. Amen. I am glad you got my back, Lord. Amen. We bind the sources of our witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, watchers, listeners, peeps, whispers, familiar demons, all electronic, digital, and technology demons in their attacks, leviathan spirits in their attacks, all uh, brainwashing and kundalini spirits in their attacks, Water and marine spirits in their attacks, sex devils in their attacks, unclean spirits in their attacks, all passive devils, 
and their attacks, all pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation, artificial intelligence, smart dust, and drone spirits, and their attacks, all sorcery devils and their attacks, all seducing and womanizing and whoredoms and their attacks. We bind the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons, all the voices of the stranger, and their attacks. We bind forced feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, binding all vibrations which are demons. Binding electromagnetic attacks, smart technology attacks, technopaganism, and mind control by the occult. Amen. Lord, we want the mind that you're giving us. We're not giving it to the devil. We want our sound mind. Amen. We bind uh, all whoredom spirits and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer in Jesus' name. All hypnotic and trance devils and their attacks, all mystic rituals and their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind all microwave frequency weapons, 5G and all components. Everything that comes from what we call outer space, from another galaxy, we bind it in the name of Jesus. We bind anything coming off of an orbit in the name of Jesus. We bind all, plan, uh, all anything coming against us from any of the planets in the solar system in Jesus' name or any station that was planted on a star or a planet in the name of Jesus. And all the beams they've been sending, we bind them. We bind what comes through the satellites, what through the cell towers, and what comes through our electronic devices in Jesus' name. We want to thank you for that, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind hypnotic and trance devils in their attack and all mystic rituals in their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind Buddhist black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Russian, Chinese, Japanese, Korean, Malaysian, what can be called Polynesian, Ya Indian, Ruke, see, le noda, Ruguto, Bresa, Tarabri, Reca, all Island, Ruka, de Brisha, de Diosula, de Yasu, Reca, de Brisha, de Diosula, de Yasa, Arabian, Rukaba, Shah Ruko, Mediterranean, Urigisa, de Diosula, de Runga, de Brisha, de Dio, the Ivory Coast, Rike, de Brisha, de Diosota, de Ghana, Runga, de Abrosa, de Diosula, de Akiaba, Yarukula, de Diosula, de Diosuta, Barola, de Diosuro, Tibo Boba Baruka de Libriche de Yasa, Runga de Libre, Chad, Ruga da Runde Rugoda, Niger, Ruke de Sia Rugaha, Shar Rugo de Libriche de Lidio Rakai, Shar Rukuto Rubrisa de Diosuta, Rabrike de Lidia, Kede Arugor Rigisa de 
Rula la dia sundere brasa la dia sula la dia kurakai. Rekatere brisha la dia guru gula la dia sula la dia kai. Sharukota la dia South Africa. Rula la dia gishe de la dia otoba. Bangladesh. Urugodo rukohore. Rike de la brusha. Gisa mamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamam
from the Vatican and its government in Jesus' name. And we loose ourselves from it in the name of Jesus. We bind those Babylonian devils in the name of Jesus, and we loose ourselves from them in the name of Jesus Christ. Deep breath and cough. Cough it out. Cough it out from your gut. All those Babylonian and Egyptian devils bound in Jesus' name. Come up and out of God's people. You have no right to be there. All those traditions and customs that are not in agreement with the Lord Jesus Christ, we bind them and we loose ourselves from them in the name of Jesus. And Father, we ask for the conviction power of the Holy Spirit on any member of Miracle Internet Church that's still connected to those Egyptian and Babylonian traditions and spirits and demons in Jesus' name. Thank you for your convicting power, Lord. We are to have no other gods before you. We are to have no other tradition nor custom before you. We bind the spirit of idolatry. Be they cultural traditions, religious traditions, societal traditions, a break group and hole. We take authority, dominion, and power over the roots of alcoholism. We bind wine, women, and song. We bind addictions of all kinds. Chemical dependencies, emotional dependencies, physical dependencies, intellectual dependencies. We break your grip and hold. We break your grip and hold. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We send you all bound into the cage to the feet of Jesus for judgment. Fire of God to rest upon God's people. Fire of God to come rest upon God's people. The fire of God to come rest upon God's people. All witchcraft, warlock, wizard, shaman, witch doctor attacks, sent back, return to sender in Jesus' name. Return to sender. All ringing in the ears, bound, returned in Jesus' name. Every attack must go back. Every attack must go back. Every attack, every attack, every attack must go back in Jesus' name. 
So every attack must go back in the name of Jesus. Every attack, every attack from whence it came, go back in the name of Jesus. We boomerang you back in the name of Jesus Christ according to the covenant in Jesus' name. We bind all Morgellons attacks and we return every attack to the We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic. We bind all forms of voodoo and hoodoo in the name of Jesus. They are returned. We return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, hyperactivity, low levels of dopamine. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog in every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse, devils, satanic worship, witchcraft, dedications, and the rituals done on the phases of the moon. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity. Uh, spirits of supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes, we bind you. We bind carnality in Jesus' name. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, Monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of injected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool, and the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind, food lust, addictions, gluttony. We return to sender, false flags. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark right, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us, no demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind, binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, Returning to sender all witchcraft attacks through channeling and the satellites against the website and the app. Taking authority, dominion, and power over words that we have spoken that are uh, contrary to the covenant in the name of Jesus Christ. Binding every syllable, binding every syllable, and submerging it under the blood of Jesus. Binding every syllable, every syllable. And submerging them under the blood of Jesus Christ. We return to sender all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, jujus, hexes, vexes, and such, all tribal witchcraft, all Chaldean witchcraft, all Bruharia, 
in the name of Jesus, breaking and destroying our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink, which are displeasing to Jesus Christ, binding superficial religious acts, binding magic spells for love, money, protection, black magic, white magic, candle magic, hoodoo, root work, lucky charms, high magic, and folk magic spells, binding the demons of energies, boomeranging their wicked works upon them, binding all the magical language, magic signs, and magic patterns, even in numbering, binding synchrony, binding and caging Poseidon and all other underwater uh, demons, stripping them of their crowns and powers and thrones and transferring them to Jesus Christ, binding Jewish black magic mysticism, magic writings, magic art, binding the essence of magic and Jewish magic by practitioners, divining practices, amulets, magic spells and potions, bowls, precious stones, and incantations in Jesus' name. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, Make-Believe, Fantasy, Fables, Enchantments, La La Land, False Religions, Numerology, Horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressors and the spirit in the children of disobedience. Binding the spirit of Christmas in Jesus' name. Rukata, rukate, rukate, binding winter solstice in the name of Jesus Christ. Binding martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebel spirits and practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We bind the king of pride and all of his agents. We chain you with eternal chains and darkness and send you into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We bind all humans, demonic blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices. In Jesus' name, we bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, idol mind, unfocused mind, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, Weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, violence, and temptation to sin in Jesus' name. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilek, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali. Uh, all gods and goddesses, Isis, Isis, Osiris, On, all false deities, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and his 72. And we chain you with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, bow, pledge, and pact in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind uh, the rituals, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grip, Freemasonry. We bind the rituals of every secret society. And we bind the works of the associated organizations and their beliefs in Jesus' name. We give you praise, Lord. 
We give you praise. Thank you, Lord. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, signals, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity, pride, work of errors, foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled and misleading others, and we return and lose all the retaliation of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gangs in their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, ears, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief and accord with Calvary. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Amen. Father, we disconnect from ourselves every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, or transferred to us. We bind them and command them to leave us now in the name of Jesus Christ. Every uh, demon that came through the computer lines or the phone lines, we bind you as well. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, uh, for Palestine, for all of Israel, and even in the U.S. And we pray for kings and all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially Christians uh, that are being persecuted in Jesus' name and were left behind in Afghanistan or some other place. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, we cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for the wall of fire that surrounds us with with your glory in the midst. We thank you, Lord, for linking shields. We thank you for pulling down and melting all the uh, protections of the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that uh, when we send it back, it does not hit their protection or their shields. Rather, it hits where it needs to hit in Jesus' holy name. We take authority over all interference in our transportation and whatever uh, vehicles are being used. We thank you, Father, that if we must board a plane during this season, Lord, that you will protect us and that you will choose those that sit next to us, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for peace in traveling and safety in traveling in Jesus' name. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus, Lord. We take authority over all demons of the night, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams, and we command them to stay away. We thank you for your wall of protection 
around us and around our loved ones. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft, and anything sent to us from the demonic realm, and we send it back. We destroy all silver, ungodly silver cords and ley lines, and we sever from ourselves all ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all of the forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We destroy all walls of protection around shamanists, or witch doctors, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, divinators, and liars, in Jesus' name. We break and destroy the powers of every curse, hex, vex, love spell, charm, all witchcraft, psychic thoughts and prayers, fetishes, voodoo, mind control, jinxes, potions, bewitchments, death spirits, destruction, sickness, pain, and torment, all psychic and powers and psychic warfare, chantings, incantations, incense and candle burnings, crystals, root work, everything else, and tribal rituals and sins being sent our way. Thank you, Father, for liberty. Thank you for peace. Thank you for deliverance. We return from whenever it came. Spirits of hate, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery, harassment, blindness, oppression, bondage, fear, and hatred. We thank you, Father, for healing us and for taking care of our lives in the name of Jesus. Thank you, and we give you praise. We receive the love of God that comes through Christ Jesus, our Lord, and poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, and everybody said amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Good evening to you, too. Um, Our featured psalm for tonight is Psalm 122, and our verse for meditation comes from the book of Job, Job chapter 4, verses 8 through 9. That's Job chapter 4, verses 8 through 9. Our featured ebook is Keeping Your Deliverance Bible Study, Turning from Evil Spirits. And tonight we're going to talk about choose to transform. Amen. Amen. Well, good. You do what you can do. Choose to transform. We're going to Isaiah 57. Isaiah 57, verse 15. Isaiah 57. Verse 15, we're going to the book of Isaiah. That's the good book of the Bible, you know. I rather enjoy it. Amen. Isaiah chapter 57, verse 15. God says, the high and lofty one, I guess I ought to read the spirit, the scripture. For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite one. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, we want to thank you for that. God says, the high and lofty one 
who fills eternity with himself says, I live in the high and holy place where those with contrite and humble spirits dwell. And I refresh the humble and give new courage to those with repentant hearts. So to be revived literally means to be restored back to life, to be restored back to life to be raised from the dead. This is a spiritual resurrection, an awakening of destiny, of purpose, and fervency toward God. You know, from time to time, circumstances come into the lives of saints, and then they kind of begin to grow cold on the Lord. And if you're not careful, you'll backslide. Well, God restores. He revives. He brings us back to life. Amen? He will bring us back to life. So, God attaches two conditions to this promise. There are two conditions that are that directly affect this promise. First, The seeker of God must approach God with a contrite spirit. Really? What's that, Pastor? This means an attitude of godly sorrow, being grief-stricken and repentant over sins or failures and shortcomings. All the way to the bottom of your heart. That's what it means. Secondly, the seeker of God must approach God with humility. With humility. With a contrite spirit and with humility. The word humble comes from the word hummus. Humus. Meaning ground or dirt. Told you we were dust. The humble person is one who gets down to dirt level, or better yet, you all call it pay dirt. The humble person is one who gets down to dirt level, acknowledging their utter dependence on God and his utter helplessness without the creator's help. You see, our culture is so full of self-reliance, dependence on self and self's own thoughts, self-will, self-determination, self about everything. You know, this is the genera- these are the generations that are lovers of themselves. They love self first, not God first. And when you get caught up in this culture of self first instead of God first, it throws your entire life out of order. And some people think it's great, but it isn't. It has a disastrous end. So the humble person is one who gets down to dirt level, 
acknowledging their utter and complete dependency on God and their utter helplessness without their creator's help. And for most people, it's very difficult to get there. We're too infused with our own society. But you see, God will help you if you call on him to do so. Amen? God will help you call on him to do so. I mean that. Those who humble themselves in the sight of the Lord, acknowledging that he indeed does know everything. So you've got a decision to make. And I've taught you about Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. But you don't want to do that. You want you got this idea in your mind, so you're going to get on the phone and you're going to call so-and-so and see if they can do such and such for you. And then it backfires terribly. Well, that might have been avoided had you not made a decision without the Godhead. You see, making decisions without God's inclusion is sin. We've talked about it many, many times. Making decisions without God, since you made him the Lord of your life, is sin. That's what the heathen do. Amen? Jesus said he always did what pleased his father. So there was no decision he made where the father was not involved. So when we decide we're just going we're just going to do what we do. We sin. But we need to come before God and confess our sins and our faults. And our so-called mistakes, which are actually sins quite often. Amen? So, those who humble themselves in the sight of the Lord, acknowledging that he indeed does know everything. So that means there's no room for denial or for lying. You know, some people go before God and they they want to live in denial and deception. And they think that's acceptable to the Lord, but it's not. Then there are other people who just outright lie. Hopefully that's none of you. But that's not acceptable either. You know, God desires truth in the inward part. And he'll keep working with you if you work with him you to that place where you actually have truth in the inward part and not lies and deceptions that you have clung to for too long anyway. Amen? Amen. And we must submit ourselves under the mighty hand of God, acknowledging that he is all-powerful. All power. That means God can do anything. But you see, I knew that when I was a little girl. I've known that my whole life. God can do anything. 
There is no impossible to him. 29, verse 11. 1 Chronicles, chapter 29, and verse 11. 1 Chronicles, chapter 29, verse 11. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Amen? Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. You see, the saints that meet these qualifications have a promise of being lifted up and exalted to the high and holy place, to the heavenly realm where God's spirit and God's word revive the broken and bruised heart and he restores them to a state of righteousness in the sight of heaven. Amen. God exalts us when we meet these qualifications. He exalts us to where his spirit and his word Revive the broken and bruised heart And he restores us to a state of righteousness In the sight of heaven James chapter 4 verse 10 James chapter 4 verse 10 James chapter 4 verse 10 Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord And he shall lift you up Your part is to humble yourself in the Lord's sight. His part is, once you've done that, that he will lift you up. Amen? 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. In due time. You have to humble yourself. Yes, this is something the saint must do. Amen? Luke chapter 15. 
verse 11. Luke chapter 14, verse 11. Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 14, verse 11. For whosoever exalteth himself shall be abased. And he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Amen? Amen. The weak are made strong when we meet these conditions before the Lord. The depressed are made joyful. The defeated are made victorious. We're alive again. Amen? Amen. And that's what we want. That's what we want. Well, let's talk a little bit about the humbling of God. We're going to Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2. Amen. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness. For what purpose? To humble thee. You're riding a little too high on hot air. To humble thee. To prove thee or to test thee. To know what was in thine heart. Whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. God puts us to the test. So you're not going to get up there and say, oh, but God, I did. He's no, I tested you. And this is what was in your heart. God humbles us. He leads us in a path that we don't, we're not so comfortable with. We're not in control. We have to start surrendering that control that we try to uh, hold on to. Some of us act like we don't know how to open our little fist, but we will find out how that's done. Amen? Some of us want absolute control over every aspect of our lives, and you cannot walk with God that way. It just won't work because he's Lord. He's your master. Amen? So, the Lord desires to bring us to the state of being humble, surely being humble, a condition of freedom from pride and arrogance with a modest estimation of our own worth at times incorporating a sense of unworthiness through imperfection or from sinfulness. Our God desires lowliness and meekness, free from selfish ambition or conceit, dead, esteeming others better than 
ourselves for the purpose of producing peace, cooperation, and unity. Amen. The Lord desires to bring us to the state of actually being humble, a condition of freedom from pride and arrogance, with a modest estimation of our own worth. At times, incorporating a sense of unworthiness through imperfection or from sinfulness. Our God desires lowliness and meekness, a freedom from selfish ambition or conceit, but instead esteeming others better than ourselves for the purpose of producing peace, cooperation, and unity. A humble person is not proud and does not believe that they are better than other people. Humble people are not narrow-minded. They are not know-it-all. They are not easy or quick to pass judgment. They don't judge others by their own habit, which, of course, makes them superior or better, so they think. Humble persons do not have a tendency to assume everything, nor do they become offended easily. They have grown in faith in God so that they are not overcome with trust issues. They don't live in suspicion and jumping to to conclusions about people they don't know. Humble persons do not display fear or dislike of anything which is perceived as being foreign or strange nor do they house a fear of someone who is different from them. Amen? Amen. It's the truth. Humble people don't do that, nor do they house a uh, a fear of people that are culturally different from them. Nor do humble persons believe that they must be in on everything. They are not name droppers. The humble persons do not attribute to themselves any goodness or or virtue that they do not possess. They don't brag. People do not brag. They do not boast. Amen? They do not overrate themselves. They do not take immoderate delight 
in themselves. They realize their imperfections and give God the credit for all their goodness, good words, and good deeds. Amen? Amen. I know all of us tonight are acting like we're the most humble people in the world, but you just wait till circumstances hit in the morning. God's going to help us to see just how humble or not humble we really are. Matthew chapter 18, beginning with verse 1. Matthew chapter 18, beginning with verse 1. The Holy Spirit says to tell you there will be a test on this. Matthew chapter 18, beginning with verse 1. Amen. The same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them and said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever, therefore, shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Now, saints, we're not as mature in this as we'd like to think we are. And the Holy Spirit is going to help us to realize where we're coming short. Amen? Matthew chapter 20, beginning with verse 25. Matthew chapter 20, beginning with verse 25. Matthew chapter 20, beginning with verse 25. But Jesus called them unto him and said, Ye know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them, and that they are and that and they that are great exercise authority upon them. But it shall not be so among you. But whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Things are very different in the kingdom of God from how they are in the world. Matthew chapter 23, verse 11. Matthew chapter 23, verse 11. But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. Praise God. Amen. Luke chapter 14, beginning with verse 7. Luke chapter 14, beginning with verse 7. The Gospel of Luke chapter 14, 
beginning with verse 7. And he put forth a parable to those which were bidden. When he marked how they chose out the chief rooms, saying unto them, When thou art bidden of any man to a wedding, sit not down in the highest room, lest a more honorable man than thou be bidden of him. And he that bade thee and him come and say to thee, Give this man place, and thou begin with shame to take the lowest room. But when thou art bidden, go and sit in the lowest room that when he that bade thee cometh, he may say unto thee, Friend, go up higher. Then shalt thou have worship in the presence of them that sit at meat with thee. For whosoever exalteth himself shall be obeyed. And he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Guaranteed. Amen. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself, more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according seriously, not frivolously, not high-minded, not grandiose, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Be serious. You see, racehorse people do just what this scripture says not to do. They think of themselves more highly than they ought to think, and they get into trouble. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 8, verse 2. First Corinthians chapter 8, verse 2. And if any man thinks that he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing yet as he ought to know. He has not arrived. There's more to learn. Amen. James chapter 3, verse 1. James chapter 3, verse 1. My brethren, be not many masters or teachers knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. Amen. Second Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14. Second Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14. Second Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves 
and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. I believe we need to meditate on these scriptures for a while, saints. Amen. So for the past four years, God has been bringing us gradually to a place where we have the capability to humble ourselves before him. But miracle, will you do this? Will you? God awaits your answer. God is awaiting your answer, miracle. God is. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 12. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 12. Before destruction, the heart of man is haughty. And before honor is humility. Before trouble comes, before destruction comes, the heart of man is haughty. Thinks I've got this going on, I've got it together, I've got this going, that going, this going, that going. Not so. Amen. God desires to use this ministry in special ways, but he cannot if we refuse to humble ourselves before him. We cannot grow proud and take credit for that which God does through us. God desires to develop meekness in miracles. Particularly, patience under injury, long-suffering, mildness of temper, submissiveness, not ignoring or balking at authority. Psalm 22, verse 26. Psalm 22, verse 26. Amen. The meek, the teachable, the moldable, the adjustable shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live forever. The meek, teachable, adjustable. They don't know so much. And Well, you know, when I was over there with this ministry, they taught me this. And when I went over here, they taught me that. And when I went over here, they taught me this. And so I think, blah, blah, no, no, that won't work. That won't work with God. Amen? 
And some Christians, you can't help them because they think they know everything. And whatever I learned from Brother So-and-so 20 years ago, that's all there is. And so I'm going to take what I learned back there, and I'm going to use it to judge where God has brought me to. I don't think God's going to appreciate that. In fact, that very attitude can disqualify you for things God would have used you in. So this is a season where we're going to drop off things that God is not pleased with. Some of them may have been hanging on and following us on our Christian journey from childhood. Some things from teenage, others from adulthood. But they're things that God cannot use. And so they're going to be dropped off. And hopefully you will allow the Holy Spirit to move in your life so that this is the way it is. Amen? You know, some of us want to hold on to the past so much that it disqualifies us from the future that God has actually planned for us. You might want to think about that. You have to keep moving and going forward with God. But some of us are so anchored in the way we used to do things that we can we don't develop an appreciation for where God brings us to. Amen? And some of us have sacred cows. You know, that teacher that we had back there when we first learned this and first learned that and first learned this, and God has brought you past that place to other places to learn this and to learn that and to learn the other. But you still have that place way back there up on a pedestal. And that teacher, whomever they may have been, is your sacred cow. And you're still bowing and scraping as if that's it. But you see, God's going to come shake that out of your life. God is going to come shake that out of your life. He will try you and test you to see if you will move forward with him. But if you refuse to move forward with him, I don't suppose you'll be moving forward. Now, will you? Amen. Oh, sometimes God wants to teach a new way. For his own purposes, a new way to do the same thing. But you're not open to it because all you're ever going to do is hold on to whatever you had before, and you're not going to open yourself up to learn anything new. Well, that's not meekness. And in Psalm 25, verse 9, Psalm 25, verse 9, The Bible says the meek will he guide in judgment. 
and the meek will he teach his way. The meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. You know, there are people who God gave a miracle to a certain way a long time ago. And they think that every time they need a miracle, God has to do it the exact same way. No. No, he does not have to do it the exact same way. Amen? We need to learn to grow and expand with God. Psalm 37, verse 11. 37, verse 11. Psalm 37, verse 11. But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. You see, meek people learn to accept, even if it's temporarily, things they can't necessarily change. They learn to adapt. They learn to adapt. Some of us are stuck in our old ways. And we need God to get us out of stuck. But we have to ask him for that. Amen? Psalm 147, verse 6. Psalm 147, verse 6. The Lord lifteth up the meek. He lifts up it down to the ground. Amen? Psalm, flip the page. Psalm 149, verse 4. Psalm 149, verse 4. Psalm 149, verse 4. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. He will beautify the meek with salvation. That's a lot. Proverbs. Proverbs. Turn the page to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 1. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 1. Better is a dry morsel and quietness therewith than in house sacrifices with strife. Meekness and strife don't go together. Pride comes alongside to disrupt peacefulness. You know, contention cometh by strife. Pride, contention, and strife roll together, but they are not friends with meekness. Isaiah chapter 29, verse 19. 
Isaiah chapter 29, verse 19. The meek also shall increase their joy in the Lord. The meek, it does not say you sit there and let people roll over you with a steamroller. That's not meekness. That's passivity. We've talked about that. The meek are adaptable. They're teachable. They're open to what God wants to do. They also shall increase their joy in the Lord. And the poor among men shall rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. Zephaniah. Zephaniah chapter 2, verse 3. Zephaniah chapter 2 and verse 3. Zephaniah. Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. So we're going to Zephaniah chapter 2, verse 3. You're having a problem? Use the table of contents by all means. Zephaniah chapter 2. And verse 3, Seek ye the Lord, all ye meek of the earth, which have wrought his judgment. Seek righteousness, seek meekness. It may be ye shall be hid in the day of the Lord's anger. So the Lord tells us to seek him. Seek righteousness and seek meekness. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this word. Matthew chapter 5, verse 5. Matthew chapter 5, verse 5. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Verse 38, Matthew chapter 5, verse 38. Matthew chapter 5, verse 38. Ye have heard that it hath been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you that ye resist not evil, But whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him also the other. Turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Give to him that asketh thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn not thou away. Amen? So does that mean I just give to everybody? Well, no, I don't give money to drug addicts. No. I go to God and I say, all right, Lord, this is your money. Do you wish me to to give it to this one? So, no, I don't give money to drug addicts. I'm not going to help them 
with their uh, habits, sin, and dysfunction. Amen. You know, wisdom is supposed to be what we walk in. You know, we're supposed to walk in wisdom. We're supposed to be circumspect, not as fools. Amen? That's what we're calling. All the scriptures go together. Matthew chapter 11, verse 29. Matthew chapter 11, verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, Jesus says, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Somebody needs to highlight this. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. In other words, you're wearing yourself out trying to do it any other way. Amen? You're wearing yourself out trying to do it any other way. Galatians chapter 5, verse 23. Galatians chapter 5, verse 23. We're in the fruit of the Spirit, and I think you recognize that. Meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. So there's no law against being meek. There's no law against self-control. Amen. Praise God. Titus chapter 3, verse 2. Titus chapter 3, verse 2. Titus chapter 3, verse 2. To speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. So you see, there's some character development in the kingdom of God. There is character development in the kingdom of God. First Peter chapter 3. First Peter chapter 3, verse 4. First Peter chapter 3, verse 4. But let it be the hidden man of the heart. In other words, God doesn't want a show dog. He doesn't want hypocrisy. He doesn't want it, you know, being put on on the outside. No, he wants it to be in the heart. In that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God, (coughs) excuse me, which is in the sight of God of great price. God thinks that's very valuable. It's hard to find, but God thinks it's extremely valuable. So our value system is going to have to change. Verse 11, 1 Peter 3 Verse 11, let him eschew evil, 
and do good. Get rid of the evil. Do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. Well, you can't do that if you're contentious and in strife all the time. Verse 15, 1 Peter 3, verse 15. But sanctify the Lord God in your heart and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness, and fear, meekness, and the reverence of God. So God is going to be shaping and molding and correcting our character. We're going to look like him, act like him, talk like him. Because you see, the early Christians When they came around them, after Jesus had returned home, they came to the conclusion that these people must have been with Jesus because they act just like him. They sound just like him. They do what he did. Amen? We all need to recast this message and really listen to what God is saying to us. We should each be able to identify areas where we need to grow and mature. Not everyone was born with great character, but it can certainly be developed. We have the seed of God's divine nature within us, and it wants to burst forth and bloom with the fragrance of God. God is not looking for the saints to try to bring forth these God qualities in the flesh. No, we must allow the Lord to develop these traits from within. Let's go to John, the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verse 63. The Gospel of John, chapter 6. John chapter 6, verse 63. It is the spirit that quickeneth or maketh alive. The flesh profiteth nothing. So if we try to bring this forth in the flesh, it's going to fail miserably. We have to allow the spirit of the Lord to do a work in us. Amen. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. That's what Jesus said. These qualities are brought forth, honed, and matured in us, power of the Holy Spirit. We must come to realize the need and the blessedness of change. We must seek the Lord for the grace to accept change and to embrace it. We must want to change and to mature. We must sincerely desire to please our God. Amen? Amen. 
also when you get a chance, recast this message and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you as you're listening. Because this is where uh, God is taking us. He wants some change. He's been telling us that for some time. And expects us to cooperate with him and not be haughty and proud and bent out of shape when change comes. He's been telling us all along that we have to turn from our wicked ways. Well, he means it. Amen? He means it. So we want to thank the Lord that we're being made more like him every day. Every day. Praise God. So, Father, we want to thank you for this word. We want to thank you for helping us to apply it to our lives. And we want to thank you for helping us to humble ourselves, Lord. You know there are times, Lord, when we run right into a wall. We find our carnal man has risen up, and we don't want to do what you want us to do. We just don't want to. But, Lord, help us to be willing to be made willing to do the will of God. We thank you and we give you praise for it in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. All of us have these places that we haven't even thought about, that God thinks we're just a bit obstinate there. And he wants some change. And so let's give him what he wants. Amen. Let's give him what he wants. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning abortion rights advocates won major victories Tuesday as voters in conservative-leaning Ohio decisively passed a constitutional amendment guaranteeing access to abortion, while those in Ruby Red, Kentucky, reelected a Democrat a Democratic governor who aggressively attacked his opponent for supporting the state's near-total ban on the procedure. In Virginia, a battleground state where Republicans pushed a proposal to outlaw most abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy, Democrats were protected were projected to take control of the state legislature after campaigning heavily on preserving access. The result sent a stark signal about enduring demands across the political spectrum to protect, to protect access to abortion more than a year after Roe versus Wade was overturned by the Supreme Court, heralding potentially far-reaching implications for the 2024 election. 
They offered more evidence that the end of Roe and the patchwork of abortion bans that followed have given Democrats a powerful argument to turn out their base and sway moderates and some Republicans. And they reaffirmed that GOP candidates who support restrictions are still struggling to find an effective message, even as some have tried to soften their pitch. If I were an anti-abortion politician, I'd be scared, said Tressa Undem, a public opinion researcher who studies abortion and supports abortion rights. Amen. Most direct test abortion politics most direct tests of abortion politics came in Ohio, where abortion rights supporters entered Tuesday optimistic that a ballot measure called Issue 1 would pass. Ohioans have already weighed in on a referendum viewed as a proxy for the abortion fight, voting in August against a proposal that would have boosted abortion opponents' chances on issue one by making it harder to amend the state constitution. Kate Wagner, 51, a registered Republican who has drifted away from the party, said she discussed issue one extensively with her sisters, not Jesus Christ, her sisters, and was voting yes. She didn't think she would get an abortion but she also views the issue as deeply personal. My whole thing is that I don't like the idea of typically old white men telling me what I should be able to do, Wagner said Wagner, who is from Springfield, Ohio. They've never been in that position. Preliminary exit polls, You know, I disagree with that statement. They've never been in that position. You know, the father of the child has a say in it too. It's just that most of them either don't care, don't want it, or have been muzzled. Now think about that. Preliminary exit polls had one in five Republicans and nearly two-thirds of independents backing the amendment. In a striking illustration of abortion rights popularity across party lines, with most of the votes counted late Tuesday, issue one was projected to pass by a 10-point margin, while another ballot measure to legalize the recreational use of marijuana was projected to pass 56 to 44 percent. Anti-abortion advocates had tried to broaden their appeal by stressing that abortion is currently legal in Ohio until 22 weeks of pregnancy. Not mentioning that, without further protections for abortion, the state Supreme Court could at any time reinstate a ban on the procedure after six weeks of pregnancy. Clear majority of Ohio voters said they felt dissatisfied or angry about the overturning of Roe, 
according to preliminary network exit polling. And while Donald Trump, who won Ohio by eight percentage points in 2020, the exit polls found a somewhat larger share of voters for President Biden in 2020, turning out for issue one compared with Trump voters, suggesting that Democrats were particularly motivated. But anti-abortion advocates were adamant that Ohio should not be seen as a test case for 2024. I think people are over-interpreting what this means on a national level, said Christy Hamrick, Vice President of Media and Policy for Students for Life of America, one of the largest national anti-abortion groups. Each fight is unique. Abortion was just one factor of many in the complex races that played out Tuesday, testing voters' mood and satisfaction with both parties. Democrats were working to outperform an unpopular president, facing their own woes with chaos in Congress and continued field reality to former uh, President Trump, a polarizing figure to many moderate voters who is well-positioned to become the party's 2024 presidential nominee. Yet the issue was important through, through lines and strategists from both parties were watching closely for clues to their best path in 2024. That was evident in Kentucky, where the campaign of Democratic Governor Andy Beshear put millions behind ads attacking his Republican challenger, Daniel Cameron, on abortion, even though Republicans' supermajority in the legislature means the gubernatorial, gubernatorial race's impact on abortion is highly limited. One of the first people Beshear thanked on Tuesday night was Hadley Duval, a young woman who appeared in one of his campaign ads, which went viral. In the commercial, Duval tells voters that she was sexually assaulted by her stepfather when she was 12 and blasts Cameron's support for Kentucky's abortion ban without exceptions for rape and incest. Because of her courage, this Commonwealth is going to be a better place and people are going to reach out for the help they need, Beshear said. In interviews, it was clear the ad had made an impression with Democrats and Republicans alike. And abortion was often one of the first issues that Kentuckians, especially young voters, brought up while explaining their pick for governor. Cameron said this fall he would sign exceptions for abortions in cases of rape and incest if legislators pass them, but he has also defended the current law in court. People who aren't ready to have kids, people who can't raise children, need and deserve that option, said Rebecca Flowers, a 20-year-old student at the University of Louisville calling Cameron extreme on abortion. She was a bit disappointed that Beshear didn't mention the issue 
and his brief remarks at a rally on her campus last week. Just a few years ago, Republicans in Kentucky were the ones leaning into abortion as a line of attack. But after the end of Roe, which established a constitutional right to abortion, it has become a potent issue for Democrats. Voters there last year declined to amend their state constitution to say it does not guarantee a right to abortion access, underscoring a deep disconnect between public opinion and the near total abortion ban that took effect in Kentucky after Roe fell. Some Republicans have tried to soften their pitch on abortion and appeal to moderates after strict bans helped sink many GOP candidates in last year's midterms. But Tuesday's elections underscored the party's continued vulnerability on the issue. I believe that voters, Democrats, independents, and a growing number of Republicans are going to support those candidates, irrespective of their party affiliation, who are going to protect and strengthen our democracy and who are going to restore those freedoms that politicians have taken away from us, said Representative Greg Landsman, who represents a purple district in Ohio. Democrats have already signaled they will make abortion a key issue in the presidential race, no matter who is the GOP nominee. Republican candidates are divided on the issue, with Trump backing away from the strict ban he paved the way for by appointing anti-abortion justices to the Supreme Court. Despite that retreat, there is nothing that will be complicated about attacking Trump on this issue, said Pat Dennis, the president of American Bridge, a Democratic group that has focused much of its opposition research on Republican candidates on their abortion stances. There are also efforts underway to put abortion directly on the 2024 ballot in many other states, including the crucial backgrounds of Arizona, Nevada, and Pennsylvania. Democrats had been optimistic heading into Tuesday's votes, buoyed by the fact that since Roe was overturned, voters had backed abortion rights in ballot measure fights in six states across the political spectrum, California, Kansas, Kentucky, Michigan, Montana, and Vermont. Abortion was also front and center in many down-ballot races. In Pennsylvania, a a key swing state, a state Supreme Court race drew more than $17 million in TV ad spending, with many of the ads touching on abortion rights. Democrat Daniel McCaffrey, who was projected to win, began one of his ads by saying that our freedoms are under attack workers' rights, women's reproductive rights, the right to vote. After a series of defeats since the Supreme Court overturned Roe, many anti-abortion advocates saw Tuesday's contest as their last opportunity to find a winning message on abortion ahead of the 2024 presidential election. Across Virginia, Republicans tried to win over moderates with a 15-week abortion ban, emphasizing 
that such a measure would allow the vast majority of abortions to continue. On the campaign trail, Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin was careful to refer to the proposed restriction as a limit on abortion, avoiding the word ban. I think this is a choice between no limits and reasonable limits, and I think this is one where Virginians come together around reasonableness, Youngkin said in a television interview Sunday. But Democrats were projected not only to maintain a narrow majority in the state Senate, but also flip the House of Delegates, delivering a major blow to Youngkin's agenda. In one of the state's most closely watched contests, Democrat Van Valdenberg flipped a Republican-held seat in the suburbs of Richmond after emphasizing his commitment to protect abortion rights in the state. His opponent, Republican Sioban Denavent, made a 15-week abortion ban a cornerstone of her campaign. And OBGYN, she aired a television ad in which she spoke to voters about her position on abortion, arguing that the current Virginia law, which allows abortions until 27 weeks of pregnancy, is not reasonable. It is unnecessary, extreme, and heartbreaking, she said in the ad. Republicans who have successfully passed anti-abortion laws in other states express frustration with the results Tuesday night. I think the pro-life movement has got to get off its butt and start articulating to the American people why a baby should not be aborted after, say, the 13th week of pregnancy, North Carolina State Senator Amy Gailey said, even as she also criticized Democratic attacks as misleading. Gailey helped write a 12-week abortion law that passed in her state last spring. But opponents of abortion had mixed ideas Tuesday on the best path forward. Kristen Hawkins, the president of Students of Life for America, and Republicans need to fully embrace that this fight is about abortion. Instead of burying the issue in messaging about parents' rights or the well-being of the mother, Patrick Brown, a fellow at the Conservative Ethics and Public Policy Center in Washington, said that abortion supporters need to regroup and prioritize legislation aimed at supporting mothers and babies, paid leave, child tax credit, Medicaid expansion for pregnant women, coupled with crystal clear exemptions in the case of rape and incest and the life of the mother, Brown said. So now God gets to weigh in. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. Riley Gaines recently recently extended her support to Canadian powerlifter April Hutchinson, for getting a two-year powerlifting ban by the Canadian Powerlifting Unit. The 45-year-old received the judgment for raising her voice against trans powerlifters competing in the women's category. Women's rights activist Riley Gaines is highly famous for her strong stance 
on protecting women in sports. The 23-year-old former swimmer actively highlights the events in the sports world that indicate transgender domination over women's categories. Recently, she shared her thoughts on April Hutchinson's shocking two-year ban as a result of her fight against trans powerlifters. 45-year-old Hutchinson made headlines in August. She began to call out trans powerlifter Ann Andrews for competing at the Canadian Powerlifting Union Women's Regional Championship. Andrews won the gold medal in that event along with his, her deadlift being recorded as the second highest in women's weightlifting history. In April Hutchinson's opinion, it was unfair for the 40-year-old trans powerlifter to compete in the women's category and snatch records from female powerlifters competing in their 20s and 30s. However, after months of protests, April Hutchinson has recently received a two-year suspension from the CPU. Apparently, the organization accused her of violating its code of conduct by calling Ann Andrews a biological male. Well, that's what he is. She shared the update on her ex, formerly known as Twitter handle, showing her support. Riley Gaines reshared her post and wrote, female athlete being banned for two years for opposing competing with a male disguised as a woman, a disguise that's fooling no one, by the way. Riley Gaines congratulated Powerlifter for bringing change in transgender participation policy. In 2020, Powerlifter Lee Christina lost to Ann Andrews at a powerlifting championship. Not only did Andrews defeat her, but she lifted 200 kilos more than her competitor. As a result, Canadian powerlifter Christina filed a complaint with the IPF that year. Finally, after two years, on January 15, 2023, the International Powerlifting Federation announced a policy change regarding the participation of transgender athletes in women's competitions. Aligning with the International Olympic Committee guidelines, the IPS revised that transgender women would be allowed to lower their testosterone levels, would be required to lower their testosterone levels between 10 nanomoles per liter for at least 12 months before competing. Previously, the IPF did not have any hormonal or medical requirements for transgender athletes to compete in their self-identified gender category. Commending the IPF's transgender policy change, Riley Gaines praised Leah Christina for her efforts. She also congratulated the organization for bringing such a great change. Furthermore, Riley Gaines also wrote in an ex, previously known as Twitter post, it's not a fantastic policy but certainly a step in the right direction. Fairness is prioritized over inclusion, but a reminder that women are more than a testosterone level. We have to appreciate small victories to win the bigger war on women. Gaines suggested that the small changes like these would ultimately 
would uh, would ultimately bring a bigger revolution for women's sports. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Tyson Foods. Yes, from the grocery store. Tyson Foods, the world's second largest processor and marketer of meat, announced a joint venture with Protex, the world's largest insect factory. This partnership aims to explore the production of insect proteins and lipids targeting the pet food, aquaculture, and livestock industries. However, this move raises serious questions about the future of our food system and the ethical implications of such practices. The proposed plan involves the construction of an insect ingredient facility in the United States. Upon completion, it will be the first large-scale facility of its kind to transform to transform food manufacturing byproducts into high-quality insect proteins and lipids. The process involves using animal waste to feed black soldier flies, which are then turned into food for pets, poultry, and fish. Really? While Tyson Foods and Protex laud this venture as a groundbreaking solution that adds value to their business, one cannot help but question the sustainability and ethical implications of this initiative. Is this truly a step towards a more sustainable food system, or is it merely a trendy leap into onto the bandwagon of alternative protein sources? John R. Tyson, the chief financial officer of Tyson Foods, and Keys Art. CEO of Protex praised this venture, emphasizing the opportunity for full circularity within their value chain. However, the idea of feeding animals with insects raised on their own waste seems to be a far cry from the natural food chain. Moreover, the strategic investment aims to support the growth of emerging insect ingredient industry and expand the use of insect ingredient solutions to create more efficient, sustainable proteins and lipids for use in the global food system. Though the question remains, do insect proteins really hold the key to sustainability? To-be-built facility in the U.S. will house an enclosed system to support all aspects of insect production, including the breeding, incubation, and hatching of insect larvae. In addition to the ingredients in the aquaculture and pet food industries, processed larvae may also be used as ingredients within livestock and plant feeds. Protex is a fully integrated insect ingredients company, producing and processing 14,000 million tons LLE annually in its Netherlands facility, which has been in operation since 2019, since COVID. 
It serves major global companies in the pet food, aquaculture feed, livestock feed, and organic fertilizer industries as the demand for insect ingredients continues to grow. The agreement combines Tyson Foods' global scale experience and network with Protex's technology and market leadership to meet current market demand and scale production of insect ingredients. However, the potential health implications for animals and humans consuming these products remain largely unexplored. While Tyson Foods' venture into insect protein production may seem innovative on the surface, it raises serious concerns about the future of our food system. As consumers, we must remain vigilant and question the ethical and health implication of such practices. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. Um, requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. The FBI carried out another politically charged raid. Its target was surprise, and the FBI raided an ally of this top Biden critic, Joe Biden critic, and no one could believe why. FBI agents raided the Brooklyn home of Brianna Suggs, the top fundraiser for Democrat Mayor Eric Adams' 2021 campaign. FBI agents raided Suggs' home as part of a sprawling investigation into whether Adams' campaign illegally solicited foreign contributions from... You know, this mess is beginning to sound like that um, Russiagate foolishness. Sin. We'll call it sin because that's really what it was. Sin. The construction company was identified in the warrant, portions of which were obtained by the Times as KSK Construction Group in Brooklyn. Individuals who listed their employer as KSK donated nearly $14,000 to Mr. Adams' 2021 campaign according to campaign finance records, the New York Times reports. Adams' is attorney, Vito Pita, released a statement making it clear that the FBI never contacted Mayor Adams. Mayor Adams has not been contacted as part of this inquiry. A statement from Pita to the Times read, the campaign has always held itself to the highest standards. He said, adding that the campaign will, of course, comply with any inquiries as appropriate. The timing of the raid struck critics as suspicious. Adams criticized Joe Biden for months over the Biden administration trafficking of, excuse me, over 100,000 illegal aliens into New York City. The illegal aliens swamped the streets, filled up hotels, and stretch the city's services to the breaking point. We can't sit back and just, you know, continue to expect that we are going to get the relief that we deserve. We want help from the federal government. We're going to need help 
from the state, Adams declared early in October. Earlier this year, Adams warned that Joe Biden's open borders agenda will destroy New York City. When Biden traveled to New York for a fundraiser, Adams poked at Biden for refusing to meet with him. I am very public. Everybody knows where I am, Adams told reporters. The mayor stressed that all his meetings would be on his public schedule. You guys know where I am all the time. We release if we're going to be with the president or not. Democrats running sanctuary cities suddenly discovered open borders don't mean diversity is our strength when mobs of illegal aliens flooded their streets. And now, not only does Mayor Adams have to deal with the consequences of Joe Biden shipping illegal aliens to his city, but Biden's FBI created a new political headache for Adams ahead of Adams' 2025 re-election campaign. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. Ah. Okay, we are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. It was only a matter of time after Roe versus Wade was overturned before states started paying a price for banning abortion. That time has come in Tennessee, and that's why the Tennessee Attorney General is suing the federal government for illegally diverting funds to this abortion goliath. Tennessee Attorney General Jonathan Skirmetti announced a groundbreaking lawsuit this week against the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. The state is taking a bold stand to overturn the HHS's decision to withhold federal funding from Tennessee due to its pro-life laws. Mm -hmm. Earlier this year, Health and Human Services dealt a blow to Tennessee by announcing the state's ineligibility for millions in Title X grants. The reason? Tennessee's pro-life laws don't mandate physicians to refer patients for abortions that are illegal in the state. Shockingly, last month it was revealed that the funding initially intended for Tennessee had been redirected to none other than Planned Parenthood raising concerns among pro-life advocates nationwide. Attorney General Scametti meant no words declaring we are suing to stop the federal government from playing politics with the health of Tennessee women. We, he went on to emphasize the illegal diversion of funds to Planned Parenthood, which he called out as a direct attack on Tennessee's longstanding commitment to providing essential health services to its vulnerable populations. Under the current Title X rules set forth by the Biden administration, family planning clinics must offer abortion referrals to receive funds. That's called blackmail. When Tennessee officials stood firm, citing state law and clarifying their facilities would only provide counseling and referrals for legal pregnancy terminations, HHS retaliated, stripping the state of all of its Title X funding. This move left pro-life Tennesseans shocked and outraged. 
Planned Parenthood leaders celebrated the windfall, announcing their plans to use the diverted funds to maintain essential services in Tennessee. Ashley Colefield, president and CEO of Planned Parenthood of Tennessee in northern Mississippi, condemned Tennessee's refusal to comply with Title X requirements. In the lawsuit, Scrimetti is seeking a federal judge's intervention to reinstate the Title X money and assert a fundamental principle. Federal government cannot withhold funding based on a state's abortion laws. The legal document strongly rebukes rebukes Health and Human Services actions, accusing the Department of prioritizing a pro-abortion message over providing essential family planning services to vulnerable women and families across Tennessee. Pro-life Americans are rallying behind Tennessee's fight, viewing this legal battle as a pivotal moment in the larger struggle for the sanctity of life. The lawsuit symbolizes not just Tennessee's resilience, but also the collective determination of pro-life advocates nationwide. As the legal drama unfolds, pro-life supporters are watching closely, hoping that justice prevails and the federal government's intrusion into states' rights is rebuffed. So, we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. Amen. Praise God. You know, life would be impossible down here if we didn't have God. Amen? It would literally be impossible down here. Amen. So there you have it, saints. It's just the way it is. What happened? Whoa. Mm. We're having a little issue here. Let me try this. Amen. Amen. That's all right. Brother Marshall, can you hear me? I can. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Praise the Lord. Thank you. The most important thing is, Father, do you hear us? (laughs) Why would you hear us? Because Jesus is interceding. He said that, that, that Jesus would intercede for the body of Christ, Father God. The last verse in Isaiah 53, and we thank you that you're interceding right now, Lord Jesus. Because, Father God, you don't create any junk. You made us, and you made us to stand boldly against the devil's plans. And the devil's been very busy recently. So, Father God, we ask for your divine help and intervention. Every one of these situations the Pastor Sabrina has just read through in Jesus' name, including the situation that concerning your creation. Because we are all fearfully and wonderfully made. And, and, and we thank you. You put us together in our mother's wombs. And we thank you, Father God, that yeah, even though there, there are lots of people who claim that scientists and AI have all this great power and everything, they really don't have the power of life and death. Uh, they like to fool people into thinking that they can do things like that, but it's just Satan's game plan, those schemes. So, Father, we ask for your help. And you said 
in Psalm 67. God be merciful unto us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. Think about that. I need to see your face, Lord. That thy way may, may be known upon earth and thy saving health among all nations, every state, every nation, every area. That the people praise thee, O God. That the people praise thee. O let the nations, all the nations, all the nations, every nation, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations upon earth. You're going to judge everyone, Lord. We're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And there's some people, and some of them are my own blood relatives that don't really quite know this yet, Lord. Oh, my goodness. It says, Father God, you inhabit the praises of your people, even as the pastor Sabrina read earlier, Psalm, whatever it is, Psalm 22:26. Let the meek, the meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live forever. And it says in Psalm 96:10, say among the heathen, those that have not yet accepted Jesus, and those that by the grace of God will, because you got to draw us, Father. I used to be stiff-necked, just like I'm still learning. You're still teaching me, Lord. Say among the heathen that the Lord reigneth. You mean Joe Biden and Donald Trump? Not necessarily. Not the WEF. Not the CCP. Say along. Not that. Not the uh, kind of what the Illuminati. Say among the heathen that the Lord Yahweh, the Lord reigneth. The world also shall be established. It shall that it, that it shall not be moved. He shall judge the people righteously. Who's going to judge the people righteously? The Creator God. He created everything by Jesus Christ. That's what it says. I think it's Ephesians, where is that, 4, 9 or something like that. Let the, heathen, let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad, that the sea roar and the fullness thereof, that the field be joyful and all that is there, and then shall the trees of the wood rejoice before the Lord, for he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth. We don't know what day he's going to show. Father's going to, going to say, go get your body. Son, but Jesus hasn't come just yet, but he could come by tonight. He could come up tomorrow morning. He come anytime. We don't know. But the Lord, before the Lord, for he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with his truth. Uh, not Joe Biden's truth. Not even Donald Trump's truth if he happens to try to vacillate back and forth. So many people, Father God, trying to please other people instead of just please you. Because, Father God, none of us created ourselves. I wasn't in my mother's room saying, I'd like to be just like this. No, no, I didn't get to choose. He created me. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, and I don't fully understand everything. But, Father God, it says in your word that Jesus is coming. When he shows up, it's not going to be just like, oh, playing patty cake, fun, fun, fun. It might be a little bit of a challenge, Lord. It might be a little different than some people expected, Father God, in Jesus' name. Where is that scripture, Father God, I'm looking for? Oh, it's in Second Timothy 4, Second Timothy 4, 1. I charge thee, therefore, before God, the Creator God, and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the living, the quick and the dead, at his appearing, and at his kingdom. Father, there are many people who have had itching ears. They turned away their ears from the truth, because that's how you're going to judge the earth, by the truth. Didn't Jesus say, I am the way, the truth, and the life? He came to bear witness, true, what is true, 
And and Pontius Pilate asked him, what is truth? He didn't know Father God. Jesus came to display Father God, to explain who the creator God is. He's not a liar like Satan, like it talks about in wherever that is, in John 8.44 or something, that Satan is the father of lies. So, Father, we bind Satan and all his plans to steal, kill, and to destroy coming against all your creation in every area, every region, in Jesus' name, trying to harm people, trying to cause confusion, because you're not the author of confusion, in the churches, that is. But you can cause you can cause a lot of con, uh, confusion, division, enemies, can. You can turn one group against another group. Did you do that before? I think you did. I think Gideon didn't know quite how to do this. He was called a mighty man of valor. His knees were knocking, and he, he didn't really want to go up to the... He, he said, if you're afraid to go, take your take your armor bearer with you. Well, he took his armor bearer with him. He wasn't quite sure he was going to go up, and he heard the story. Oh, this is nothing, not, nothing but the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. Well, who was Gideon? He was just a saint that God chose to use. And he used just 300 men to overturn all the plants of this huge, like grasshoppers, speaking of insects, like grasshoppers spreading out, camels going everywhere, you know, like having t- armor, armor tanks everywhere, personal care, you know, all kinds of airplanes and all kinds of stuff. He didn't have airplanes back then, but they had the equivalent. They had whatever was the, the, the display of the armament of the world, the strength of this world. And they were coming against the Israelites. How did they overcome them? Because they were all these different people groups coming against Israel. And they just used that spirit that was in their, those own people to cause confusion division to those enemies camps. So we speak confusion division to the enemies camp in Jesus' mighty name because of the blood of the covenant in Jesus' name. Because you did it before, Lord, and you can do it again. And I think there's a lot of people, even the people coming into this country, Mayor Adams in New York talking about, oh, the, the open border is causing too much hardship for New York City. And it is. But it's not just New York City, but that's just his jurisdiction. It's all over the place. It's causing potential mm, disruptions, not just the people in Texas and Arizona and maybe New Mexico. It's all over the place, all over this country. Is it by mistake? Oh, Joe Biden must have just made a little mistake when he said, open the border wide and give people free cell phones and bring them all up. No, Lord, it wasn't by mistake, was it? It was part of the whole agenda. Father, what is that agenda to bring a one world government, one new one new religion? It has nothing to do with Christianity, not even to do with Islam, really, or Hinduism. No, blend everybody together, put them all, and then blend them up like a bunch of crickets in a in a, uh, a little petri dish, all blended together, and and whip them up in a blender. And wouldn't that be fun? Yum yum. No, it's not fun. Fun yum yum. So, Father, we ask you to help all the people, because you able you were able to overcome them before, and you can certainly do it again. You know, respect of person, what you've done for one, you do for another. And what happened with those people? The three companies, it says in Judges 7.20, the three companies blew the trumpets to break the pitchers and held the lamps in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands to blow with all, and they cried, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And they stood every man in their place round about the camp, and the host ran and cried and fled, and the three hundred blew the trumpets, and the Lord set every man's sword against his fellows, even throughout all the host. And the host fled to 
Anyways, the, the people that were trying to attack God's people, they were controlled by what? Fear. We learned from Pat Holliday's book about the witch doctor and man of the city under the sea and all that, that, that Satan uses fear to control. He doesn't use love to motivate people to love Satan. No, he uses fear, intimidation and fear. And that's all they know. They know authoritarianism and, 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 and fear. But God has not given us the spirit of fear. So, Father God, we thank you, Lord, you've not given us the spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. We ask you to help many people in this nation, Father God, that have not been sucked in to the spirit of fear that was trying to be dumped and poured across this nation during the <clears throat> COVID pandemic, Father God. We ask for a divine intervention, intervention, adjudication concerning what's being done to use the Roe versus Wade, which looked like a very beneficial thing, Father God, to give states the opportunity to pass their own laws according to what their own constituents actually wanted, <clears throat> rather than top-down. It's supposed to be bottom-up. Isn't that the way this Constitution, Constitution of the United States said it was supposed to be? One nation, one people, under the Creator God, to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. What about pursuing life? When does life begin? Well, how about John the, John the Baptist when he was in his mother's womb? He leaped for joy when, um, in his mom's womb when, when Mary, uh, the mother of Jesus, walked in to see his mom. Father God, so, so he, he must have been at least spiritually alive, maybe, maybe more than that, because his mom could feel him jumping around. Oh, boy, hey, my Savior's here. And, and even, even his mom called, what's the, what's the reason that the, the mother of my Savior has come to me? And here's this mature woman talking to this young lady, <laughs> just a Jewish girl. She wasn't, she, she, she wasn't divine. She was just a girl that God chose. Was she Jewish? Yeah. Did she, was she come to the lineage of, uh, of uh, the proper lineage like David? Yes, and so was her husband, her, uh, Jesus' stepfather, Joseph. And that's why they could hear God's voice, and they were willing to be obedient he said, if you'd be willing to eat at least the good of the land, we won't have to eat necessarily black fly larvae or and stuff. So we get to eat the good of the land. So we ask for your divine help, Father God. So all these people are trying to use the abortion issue to sway people's minds, just like they used the mind control during the COVID thing, Father God, to bring about what they want. They have their agenda. They have everything going on through their portals, through their social things, the X, which I think is a symbol of Satan, by the way. Yeah, somebody once told me. I don't know if that's true. But anyway, he's trying, to, he's trying to get rid of the creator God and put in a false AI God. Father, we ask for your divine help and intervention, Father God, that all these people trying to stand up for what's right, whether it be in Tennessee or Kentucky or in Ohio or any other place, be able to do what the people want and not what the top-down global mind control people want in Jesus' name. And you said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. And we're all whosoever. And you said, if two of you on earth, if you touch anything you ask, it shall be done my Father which is in heaven. And as pastors of Brian read, you said, if my people, we're his people, if my people were called by my name, what is your name? Savior, Jesus. If my people were to call by my name, anointed ones, right, shall humble themselves, maybe with prayer and fasting, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sins and heal their land. Father, we repent, renounce all of our sins of apathy and selfishness and trying to hide out. Maybe some, nobody will notice that. I want to stand up for what's right. 
Father God, help me to be bold as a lion. They that do know their God should be strong and do exploits. Help us to be bold, because if we get to know you in our heart of hearts, we'll just speak the truth calmly and not obnoxiously, not trying to cause strife, just speaking the truth. And we thank you, Father God, for those that are standing for the truth, including the Attorney General in, uh, in uh, was that Tennessee, in Jesus' name. And we thank you for the people that are standing up for the truth concerning even women's sports, Father God, in Jesus' name. How can a woman be banned because she calls a man a man who's a man? I, I'm sorry, I was a biology major. I mean, you, you can't just pretend to be something. You know, it's called lying. That's Satan's the father of lies. They're just lying. It isn't just a matter of, no, it's not just a matter of the testosterone level. Yes, women do have some testosterone, and it's okay up to a point, Father God. But there's a difference, because you created us, male and female. That's what it says in your book. And you don't lie. Satan likes to lie. Talking about that, look at that. He, he, in fact, he, he lives online in control and fear and everything. So we speak confusion, division, enemies camp. Confusion, division, enemies camp. For all these people trying to, trying to quote about that, control people, trying to say, that eating bugs, and the only thing I can see in the scripture about eating bugs was John the Baptist, when before he came, thought he was out there, and he did eat some locusts, and I guess if you're hungry, everything says every every better thing is, is, is sweet if you're really hungry. So maybe locusts are, are nourishing. I don't know, some people in the Orient, they eat insects, and maybe if it's chocolate coat, coated, maybe it's not too bad, but I, I hear that the exoskeleton on those things is not very good on our digestive tract. Of course, I don't know, but I, I've not made a habit of that, I also never had a fish taco before in my life, but I'll learn. So <laughs> I'm all learning. I'm willing to adjust when it's your will, Lord, because every creature every creature of God is good if we can receive it with thanksgiving, for it's sanctified by the word of God in prayer. So, Father God, we ask you to grant your people wisdom and discernment in every area. In Jesus' name, Satan, you're bound. Everyone of your seeking to kill, steal, enter, destroy, are bound from our position. Seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus According to Proverbs 18.10, for the name of the Lord is the strong tower. The righteous run, run into it and are safe. According to the end of Psalm 91, because he set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him, and I will be with him in trouble, and I will deliver him and honor him with long life will I satisfy him. So, Father, pour forth of your spirit upon all your saints. Wake up your people, Father God. Give them Holy Ghost boldness, Father God, in Jesus' name. Even as the saints prayed, Father God, and you did. You pour forth of your spirit, Father God. That's over in Acts chapter 2, I believe it is. You pour forth of your spirit that, that signs and wonders will be done in the name of your holy child, Jesus. And the place was shaken, Father God. And the people spake the word of God as bold. Pour forth of your spirit. Satan, you're bound everyone, every underlings, every perverse spirit, every mind-controlled spirit, every spirit behind this mind-controlled spirit, every spirit of ungodly fear, every spirit of pride, fear of man, fear of tomorrow, every ungodly spirit is bound. Because God has not given us the spirit of ungodly fear, but spirit of holy, holy fear of the living God. The spirit of power, love, and of a sound mind. Satan, you're bound. Every one of your underlings are bound. For we overcome the accuser of the brethren by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony. We don't love our natural lives as much as we love the one who loved us perfectly. Because he poured out his soul, his blood for us. And he washes us away, washes us clean from our sin with his own sinless blood. The holy, holy, holy blood of the Creator God. And we plead that blood over each and every saint, all the little children, children in the womb, and not just in Tennessee and Ohio and Kentucky, 
but all over the world, Father God, in Jesus' name. I plead the blood of Jesus. Thank you for your glory for defense. Thank you, Father, for restoring the glory the Lord Jesus had with you from before the foundation of the world. And Jesus says, Father, I know more in the world, but these are in the world. Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as well. So keep all the descendants of every true believer in the Lord Jesus Christ and Azure with your own blood. Because maybe some of the, the parents of those children, they don't know any better yet. They're just listening to the social media. They're glued to their phones or they're glued to their whatever, their tablets or whatever, their, their laptops. But, Father God, they don't, they don't know. They don't know yet, but they need to know you. Because this is, this is eternal life that they might know that the only true God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. But how do we get to know you? We get to read your word. We get to hear your voice. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, they know them, and they follow me in the voice of a stranger that will not teach. So, Father, we ask you to speak to your people, people who claim to be Christians that are uh, more interested in um, worshiping a different God. Maybe it's the God of their belly. It talks about that in a couple of places. Father, we ask you to deliver each one from every spirit of lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life, people that are willing to just go off willy-nilly to, um, to Dagon's temple, Father God. Uh, when I was just a child, I heard a beautiful story. How you loved me so much that you died. Thank you. 